Welcome back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. I'm joined this week again by my good friend Mark to talk about something that you might not think of as being one of the biggest hangups whenever it comes to navigating nutrition to prepare to go into the mountains and, and take on some sort of a task that you're trying to accomplish. And you, you may think of those bigger hangups being in terms of numbers or calories or macros or a plateau. And while those things definitely do come up, biggest hang up for most people that I've seen come even before the numbers and even before the plateau. It's the day-to-day logistics of simplifying stuff like meal planning. What should I take? How do I plan that out to make sure that I'm accomplishing my overall goal? How do I strategize to make it not so complicated? What are the logistics of this look like? So we answer that this week and we dive into topics like strategies that we've both used over the last 15 years to really accomplish our goals and make our lives easier. It's not doesn't have to be this seven hour ordeal on a Sunday where you're meal prepping everything. And we talk about why sometimes good enough is better than not at all. And at the end, I give you a simple foolproof strategy that everyone in the Valley to Peak program gets to navigate this whole dynamic of meal planning. It'll help you lay out your week in a simpler way. It'll make grocery shopping much easier and actually give you the tools that you need to carry out the plan that you've created for yourself or if you're in the program carry that out it was a fun podcast to record it was awesome to have mark's um, thoughts on the topic because he's a guy who's not only been successful in achieving a certain weight that he was wanting to hit but he's managed to maintain that and also done that with um, fueling endurance activities so i think you'll really appreciate his insights and we sure appreciate you checking out the podcast if you do enjoy it please like it follow it Leave us a review or share it with a friend. If there's a specific topic you'd like to hear about, let us know. You can email us at info at v2pnutrition.com, and we would be more than happy to help however we can. So sit back and enjoy it. appreciate you listening. So the topic that we're going to cover today is simplifying meal planning and kind of the strategy around meal planning. And the reason this came up most recently was three reasons. One... It's a topic that, interestingly enough, or maybe it was just irony, came up a lot from among the people actually in the Valley to Peak program. I mean, there's always little topics coming up here and there throughout the course of the week, but there was a lot of people that commented on meal planning, meal strategy, wanting a little bit of help with that. Number two, you had just got back from show season. Um, and, and I know that you basically live out of a suitcase for a couple of weeks in there. And I was curious with your past experience, having had lost weight, knowing you've maintained it, you know, you're obviously trying to stay in shape year round as well. And just conversations that you and I have had in the past about what we both do as far as trying to keep on that nutrition track and the meal planning strategy piece of things. I thought, what better topic to cover? Yeah. I think a good place to start would be what what process and if any, did you follow as far as meal planning goes and creating a strategy for yourself at the start of the week when you first started trying to lose weight? Mm, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, when I first started trying to lose weight, I think it was just honestly probably what a lot of people kind of fall into or think of the uh, the stereotype or the cliche of like baked chicken and broccoli or something like something 
too clean almost to be sustainable, which I did it for a while uh, in the early days, just because I had that much desire to make a change. Um, and so, yeah, the meals weren't sexy. They weren't honestly very delicious. It took me time, I guess, to figure out what is something that's meeting my goals. And at that time, weight loss is different than where I'm at now because it's more maintenance. Um, so the goal is different. The meals are going to look a little bit different, but it's like, what is meeting my goals that is tolerable enough to be sustainable? Because I mean, you talk about all the time, I think Kyle with people, it's like sustainability, compliance, like all that matters more than perfection. Um, so yeah, and like in the early days, I did a lot of chicken and broccoli, a lot of salads with chicken, a lot of that stuff. And, you know, once you get closer to the point where you're in maintenance or you're at like a pretty, pretty happy place, um, you know, it's easier to let off the gas of being so strict and just at that point be um, more mindful and have more flexibility, really. So did you like, even, even with the kind of the, like what we jokingly refer to as the bro foods, the chicken, the rice, the broccoli, did you, did you sit down a certain day of the week and cook all of these things in advance and, and quote unquote meal prep? Did you kind of just wing it and stocked your entire pantry full of these things? Did you have any kind of a strategy for that? Or, or what did it look like whenever it came time to start prepping stuff? Because and I can't remember if this was, if you and I had talked about this yet or not, but you know, like for me, I just ate out all the time just for convenience sake. And it's not that you can't eat out and, and, and see whatever type of progress you want to see, but it's way more difficult too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, uh, very consistent, had a routine, happy to talk about that. Um, as I was just even thinking back through the whole chicken and broccoli comment, I will say that, um, dude, like minor differences in the meal or how it's prepared can make a massive difference, at least for me and palatability. And so I was thinking through, so a few years ago when I went full-time with XO, I now work from home. And so I have much more, uh, freedom to like, oh, I could run up and actually use the stove or an oven or whatever on lunch. For the longest time for 14 years i was in a typical office environment and so we either had to go out to eat or i had to bring every meal every lunch um and so it, going back to that thing i mentioned about simple changes i started with like as i mentioned baked chicken broccoli things very plain but i would i'd literally just figured out that i like grilled chicken way better than baked and it's the same chicken. It was like the same chicken breast, but it made such a difference for me to figure out what was palatable. And so um, even when like this was not even that long ago, five years ago, I was well past my call it weight loss journey, um, was in much more of a maintenance phase. But dude, when I was working in the office environment for years and years and years on Sunday, I would bake or sorry, I would grill a bunch of chicken roast vegetables, uh, usually both cauliflower and broccoli, mix all that together, uh, also with some sweet potato that I roasted. And then when I ate it, uh, heated it up at work and ate it, I would just do a little bit of like spicy guacamole and then sriracha. 
And dude, that same meal, I just never got tired of it. It was kind of the bro thing. It was chicken and vegetables. But that, like those little changes of grilling it with some seasoning, of roasting those vegetables, I like them like where they're a little bit brown, and then adding just sriracha and a little bit of a guac. Dude, that meal, I'm almost getting excited thinking about because I honestly haven't had it in a while since (laughs) I've been working from home. Um, But yeah, so the process for that, literally, gosh, if you take 52 weeks out of the year, throw in the fact that, you know, you're gone, whatever, two weeks for vacation, you have 50 weeks, I bet I was due like every Sunday, like 40 plus weeks a year, 45 weeks a year, maybe every stinking Sunday, I was grilling chicken and roasting a bunch of um, mostly yeah, broccoli, cauliflower, sweet potatoes. And then I would make all Monday through Friday, all five meals out of that. So make it all portion it into five containers and just grab one every day when I left to go to the office. So basically what I'm hearing is for about four or five years, you've subsisted on overnight oats, (laughs) chicken, sweet potato, and, and the, the broccoli cauliflower roast that you're talking about now. Yes. Nice. So what, (laughs) when you're like, Oh my gosh, she's crazy. Which when you, uh, yeah, I, yeah. These days I have more variety with lunch. Cause like I said, working from home, but dude, it's honestly really simple. Um, I was thinking about this. I mean, my lunch pretty much every day, if you just simplify it, it's protein, vegetable and or carbs, usually like rice or rice and beans, or maybe some potatoes thrown in there. Um, and then just when that's cooked, it's obviously some sort of season. And then just, I add some, like some sort of sauce and I, I hate most traditional condiments. I don't like ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, none of that stuff. I just like hot sauce. So whether that's sriracha, whether it's like a spicy barbecue sauce, whatever that is. But if you simplify it and just think protein, vegetable, some amount of carbs, and that's probably where things vary based on your goals, your intensity, things like that. And then just some sort of spice or sauce that sounds so simple and it is, and it could be simple to prepare all that. But at the same time, you have enough variety in that template where it doesn't have to get old. And so these days, uh, again, because I'm have a little bit more flexibility and also way more gamey than I did 10 years ago. Um, like today I had some leftover rice. I had smoked, uh, this big chunk of like, uh, black tail, um, rear hind kind of, uh, a few days ago. And then I just sliced some of that and like had rice beans and leftover blacktail. It was delicious. Nice. So even, so now that you're at home, do you, do you literally cook lunch every day? Do you go up and cook it or do you cook batches and then sort of pull from those batches throughout the course of the week? Yeah. Cook batches, uh, for sure. It's usually not necessarily once a week. I would say I probably cook twice a week um, and net three meals out of that. So that's usually, you know, three of the weekdays. And then that also gets me the final two weekdays plus a lunch on a weekend. So usually I I cook once and get three meals out of it. Um, It works out great the way that like my ground elk, for example, um, is packaged. It usually ends up yielding right at like 20 to 21 ounces. And so if I get three meals out of that, I'm having six to seven ounces. of like ground elk as my protein, for example, um, for those three meals. So it just works out great. Nice. 
So it's changed a little bit over the years, but for the most part, you're still kind of focusing things around those, because you mentioned really three things, right? The carbs or some type of a vegetable, if it's a starchy carb or whatever, Mm -hmm. the protein, and then prepping that ahead of time. Yeah. So I did, what I do is similar, except for I, so I created, I created a grid. And when I was losing weight, I was in college and I got, I, I was like you, I started with the bro stuff because everybody has seen, you know, like bodybuilders, right? They're synonymous with eating everything that we just mentioned and seeing really, really, really great results over time with that. So I knew that it was kind of fail proof. And so I started with that, but boy, did I run out of steam quick. So what I started doing was I created a grid exactly like you're talking about. On the left side of that grid, I would outline protein, carbs, fat, and then some type of vegetable or the column that I would label fiber. And then at the top, I would do one of two things. I would either label the days of the week and vary it. Or I would label the weeks of the month and just cook something, take it all week uh, for, for school. And to add variety or to really try to think outside of the box of using the bro foods just as they are, right? Like so plain broccoli, plain sweet potatoes, um, chicken breast with just some salt or pepper on it or whatever. I started thinking about like, <laughs> this is such a novel idea. What do I like? <laughs> like if oh, I man, if I were to go that. right if I if I were to go to a restaurant, it, either before I'd lost weight, while I was losing weight, years after, what are things that I like? Right, and so I started creating a list, and then I started realizing they really you could theme them under cuisines. So I would write in that top column, right? So keep in mind on the left hand column you've got proteins, carbs, fats, and a veggie. The top columns, which are the days of the week or the months of the or the weeks of the month, would become like Mexican food on Monday, Asian food on Tuesday, Italian food on Wednesday. I love breakfast. So one day was breakfast, one day was like a barbecue. And I would go through and say, okay, let's just use like a Mexican dish, for example. What do I love at a Mexican restaurant? I love fajitas. My protein, I would write chicken in that column. For my starch, I'd write tortillas. For my veggie, my veggies, I'd write peppers, onions broccoli, whatever. And then for my, my fat, I would kind of pick, do I want sour cream? Do I want cheese? Do I want guac? What do I want in there? And so as I started to create this, and again, like I was just trying to think of, cause I was so busy in college, just trying to think of ways to simplify my life. And this is actually still what I do. It, I noticed that it gave me a grocery list. So I would, I would take that list and I would write out the ingredients and I would go buy them. Now I just get on and get automated pickup. Right, so I get on walmart.com or whatever, order my groceries, set a time to pick it up, and then I just go pick it up because I've learned like through my own experience and, and maybe you can tell me if this is true of you, the greatest challenge is just having the stuff at home, <laughs> right? I mean, when you get the time to cook or if you get some energy and you're like, man, if I had these ingredients here now, I've got the time where I could prep them. And I'll talk, I'd love to hear what you do for prep now, but um, I, I would prep them. But if it's not there, it's not going to happen. So I would create this list, which would give me a grocery list. And then I would put, I would take those grocery lists and I just order them online, pick them up at the same time and every week. And everything's already in the house, which makes the prep thing so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, fortunate my wife does most of the grocery shopping and she shops about once a once a week 
and like because the routine was so consistent with what I was making, like every time she was, we'd buy chicken in larger quantities from like Sam's Club or Costco uh, frozen. So that was easy. But then, I mean, every, the, her weekly trip to the grocery store was like two heads of broccoli, a head of cauliflower. Um, I think sweet potatoes about every other week. It was a pretty quick bag, but she just knew that I was going to make it. And so it was just really simple for her to make sure that it was there. Um, and yeah, it was just like clockwork on Sunday. And some, a lot of times she'd try and help me cut that stuff up and take care of all the pans and dishes after roasting it. So I definitely had called some help. Um, but once again, like you said, if you have this template, um, just having those different things on hand, putting it together, yes, you can change the seasoning, the spice, the combination of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just, you have to have that. Cause if, if you just default with no intention ahead of time to what's available, oh crap, I didn't plan what's in the cabinet, what's quick, what's easy. You're just not going to be able to make good choices. And, and I think too, like you're saying, the variety piece is key because, you know, most people in my experience get burnt out on the same thing, understandably so. And that is definitely true of something like chicken. So when you think about that grid, if I come to week two or week three, I just swap out the protein like for like for mm-hmm. like, right? Like if I get tired of chicken and let's say I don't have any game meat in the freezer, I can swap that out for sirloin. It's about the same protein content as chicken breast. It's about the same fat content as chicken breast. There's no carbs in meat. So it's it's it just becomes a matter then of swapping like for like. If I don't want tortillas for my fajitas and I'd rather have like a bowl and make rice my starch, I can. Or if I don't want a starch, I don't have to necessarily have one. But when you start to create these lists, you know, it just becomes easier because one thing that definitely I see all the time and you, I mean, I know that you guys ask you questions about nutrition and you maybe see this too, is it's so like you walk into a grocery store, everybody knows that meal planning leads to success, but the the most challenging thing is you walk in and it's like, now what, (laughs) right? I've got this giant produce section and I don't even like veggies. What am I supposed to do with that? And then I've got these aisles in between that basically everyone tells me is going to send me to my grave if something's in a package. So that really leaves dairy and proteins, which I don't know how to create a cohesive dish out of the two. A lot of people may think that way. So I think just going into it with a game plan is so much easier than just walking in and and trying to grab things and hoping that once you get home, somehow it's going to become something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny you mentioned the pickup thing earlier and ordering online. We just recently started doing that for grocery shopping. Um, And my wife was legit like, we're spending less money and by default having less junk in the house just because you're not as tempted by seeing all this stuff, right? Like, Oh, they have this. Let's try that. Oh, the dark chocolate, this, we should try that. We've never seen that. It's a special, it's new, it's whatever. Um, so maybe like that alone could help some people like make the list, know what you're going to eat the week ahead, do that in the app and then just pick that up. Just, just those things that you know, you need. And yeah, feel free to throw yourself a little bit of treat in there, but yeah, you're, you're not going to be as tempted by all of the, the marketing of all the junk. And and I'll, I will say I was, 
a big snubber of the grocery pickup when it first came out. I was like, man, you have got to be kidding. We have arrived to the point in society where we can't even find 30 minutes in our week to go in and buy groceries. And then we got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we got, it was, uh, I think it was, I think it was, well, it was almost three years ago in June. And so we were like, well, we, you know, we're out of groceries. So we did the grocery pickup thing. And from then on, man, that's all we do. I mean, we may make yeah. like, you know, sometimes they're out of something. So we'll, we'll obviously we can stoop to that level where we walk into a grocery <laughs> store and do our own shopping on some, some occasions, but man, just from a convenience sake and like the way that, the way that I format it by creating that list, it is so fast just to put that in there. It's no additional expense. And, and two, like I've found for me, and this is true, not even of nutrition prep. If I, if I'm in a busy season where I'm struggling to get workouts in automating it and scheduling it, which are two sort of stupid hack words that are really popular right now. And what I mean by that is I just do it at the same time every week. I put it in the calendar as though it's a meeting with someone very important. Right. And so when that time comes, you know, and this, this may be on the aggressive end of things and you got to find that balance, but even if someone's like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? So I do this usually on Fridays around two or three in the afternoon. You want to go get coffee at two? Like, I'm sorry, I've got a commitment, but I'll meet you at three. And that seems like, that seems a little like, oh man, that's a little zealous. But for me, I know that if, if I don't sit down and do that, it's probably not going to happen that week. And maybe it's my own history and remembering, vividly remembering the journey of losing all of that weight. That, that nutrition piece of just getting groceries is so important for everything else that dominoes out the rest of the week for me. So I do, I, I schedule it in. And if somebody wants to do something at two, I'm like, I can't at two, but I'm happy to meet you at two thirty or three. Yeah. Yes. Really true. That's kind of for us. Our cadence is most of the time we're doing the grocery pickup on Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, we're kind of at the end of the week at that point, there's some things we need at the same time we're using it to prepare for the week ahead. So if we're picking up, groceries on Thursday or Friday, that gives us that time in the weekend to then cook those meals for the week ahead. And so if you guys are trying to, you know, plan for that work week, that's pretty good cadence of, you know, get that grocery picked up Thursday or Friday. You can find the time Saturday or Sunday to maybe make some of those meals. And then now you're going into Monday morning, like prepped, set, ready to go. Um, And that's the thing too, I used to do all the time when I mentioned, you know, making all that stuff every Sunday is, especially in the nicer weather season, since I was already grilling, um, you know, all that chicken for, for my work week, for those lunches, for the meal prep, you know, I would just tend to grill more period for like dinner on Sunday night. So there's a lot of times we were, yes, I was cooking my chicken for the week ahead. Um, but I was also multi-purposing that time and had other stuff on the grill for, for that actual dinner that evening. And so multi-purpose to your cooking time, maybe your cook prep means, you're getting ready for the week ahead and preparing a meal at the same time. Um, and then speaking of that, just keep in mind increasing um, meal sizes or quantities for your meals during the week. And so maybe you make a bigger batch of something one evening yeah. and it turns into leftovers for a couple of days following too. That's such great advice. And we've like, I know that you on, on the, the, um, the EXO podcast have talked a lot about that from a dehydrating, a dehydrating your own meal standpoint. That's a, 
a topic that a lot of guys are interested in, but fine, really, really confusing sometimes. And it's, it's like anything else. Like once you dive into it, you're like, man, that really is all there is to it. And I know one thing that you've encouraged is like, you'll just make a little bit more chili or a little bit more whatever, and just throw the extra servings on the dehydrated trays, Presco, and you've got two meals for, for the fall ready to go. And the same is very true of, 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 of cooking during the week. Like if we make a dinner on a Monday night, it takes no more energy out of me to throw three extra chicken in the pan than it did just to complete what it was going to be for the actual meal itself. So yeah, I think, I think that's a good idea of, of trying to cook larger portions. So I, two, I had two questions for you. Um, and I want to go, I'm going to go back to this, but there's a reason I said it on Friday and you've already kind of touched on it by saying, okay, you got the whole weekend to prep. Are there any, and I hate this term, but I don't know another one. So forgive me for my millennialism here. Are there any hacks that you use from a prep standpoint or that you found to save time over the years? And then number two, are there any kitchen gadgets that you feel like has shortened your the amount of time that you're actually in there prepping and just made your life overall easier. Mm. Uh, remind me to come back to the kind of hacks on prepping. But when you were getting that question out there, something I thought of uh, somewhat of a hack, or I would say just a, a helpful strategy, and this has not to do with preps, so we'll come back to that. But as we're talking about the days and maybe busy weeks and that having the meal for the day. And we've talked about how that begins with intention. I would take that to the next step. And this applies to both your nutrition, your fitness, basically your everything prepare for tomorrow tonight. And so don't wait until like, Oh crap, I woke up late or, you know, my three-year-old puked last night and I was up all night or the chaos of like the morning to then try and make good decisions. Um, Oh, I forgot to grab my lunch. I'm just going to have to eat out today. Um, All that stuff. Um, Just make it part of your nightly routine to to think through, am I ready for tomorrow? Um, If I'm going to work out in the morning, are my clothes set out? Am I just ready to get up and get going? If I'm heading out for a long day of work, dealing with trying to get kids to school, whatever else the night before, I need to make sure that I have that meal like on the top shelf of the fridge, ready to go set up my little cooler, my lunchbox, whatever, my car keys. So I don't forget it. Like those little things um, can make such a difference, especially when you're trying to create this habit. Right. Um, And so, I mean, that's just, it's played out for me in so many levels of not only the nutrition piece, but like I said, the fitness piece, I even try and do that with my work day. Like at the end of a work day, I try to set aside 15 minutes to then plan basically tomorrow. Like, so I'm not just starting the work day, getting overwhelmed by my inbox, but I've already like prepped, like what's most important to get done tomorrow. Here's how I'm starting my day before things get crazy, before there's distractions, before everybody else get things ready ahead of time. So that was a random rant, not part of your no, question. I think it was good. And I just want to throw this in there too. Like, I think, cause I, I do the same thing. And for me, it, like you said, you'd mentioned earlier, you're kind of in maintenance. Now this gets so much easier, <laughs> right? If, if oh, you dude, develop it's... a consistency, it just it gets so much easier with time yeah. and, and the whole laying out stuff 
for me, it was in the beginning, it wasn't so much of like, oh man, I don't want to forget my lunch. It was just staying in the mindset of this is a goal of mine. This is something really important. So I'm going to lay my clothes out because I know if they're out, when that alarm goes off, that's what I'm going to remember. Right. And I'm going to set my lunch out and it just sort of snowballs into just sort of staying in the mindset of this is something, this is an area that for a while I'm going to have to put more attention to knowing that I'm investing in something that later will get easier. But, but right, like in the beginning, I mean, now this is my job, but in the beginning it was, it felt like my job and I was only watching over myself, but uh, you know, it, it, like you had mentioned earlier and I couldn't agree more, it gets so much easier with time. Yeah. And like, as you said, the intention and it's, it's momentum, like creating that, that, that little bit of work to like, I'm going to set my clothes out to work out tomorrow is creating momentum towards you actually working out tomorrow. Um, is reinforcing, as you said to yourself, like, this is real, this is a goal of mine. This is something I want to do. Um, I think it may have been in atomic habits, which is a book I know we've both read, but I haven't read in a long time, but you know, it talks about starting with habits small. And so if you want to say run a 5k, like in the very beginning, if you're coming off the couch, this sounds so ridiculous, but when you think about it or actually try and live it, it's so true is instead of trying to go out and run even a mile tomorrow, commit to waking up at a certain time and putting your shoes on period. Because once you do that, you're going to find, well, I already put my shoes on. I might as well at least go for a walk. Like maybe I don't even run the mile because again, we're starting small here. But if I can wake up at this time and put my shoes on, I might as well go for a walk. That walk turns into eventually like, yeah, I might as well jog a little bit, you know, maybe a week later, like pretty soon you develop this habit of getting up, putting your shoes on and starting to move. And eventually that turns into running a mile. Eventually that turns into your goal of a 5k or whatever your big lofty goal is. Right. So um, yeah, I, stuff I, like that matters, man. It uh, And I think even, even two things with that one, if you do get up late, and you had planned to run 30 minutes, but you can only run 20, go do the 20. <laughs> Don't say like, uh, all is lost. I'm going to wait till I get another opportunity because for, for, for me, it just found it so much easier. Once I started to build some momentum, even if it wasn't perfect, it kept me in the mindset. And two, I think something, and I'm, it's, it's one of the neatest parts about my, what I do for work. And, and you probably express the same sentiment is you get to talk to so many different people and in talking to people, there's this perception, and we could certainly, I think, agree somewhat. I don't want to blame everything on social media, but it, it, it is true. There's this perception that some people are just naturally wired to get up and quote unquote, get after it. And I found that not to be true. There is just some people that even when they don't feel like it, they go anyway. So when when people will say, man, man, I, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like I'm like, welcome to the club. <laughs> There's sometimes yeah. I don't feel like it at all either. Sometimes that, that feeling lasts weeks. Um, but I, I still get up and I go because I know ultimately there's these other things that are much more important to me than just staying in my bed. So if you do feel like that, welcome to the club. <laughs> and, and I, I think just, just starting, even in spite of the way that you feel, it's almost like the the steps of action will come first and then the feelings will follow. And um, anyway, side side tangent, but good stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
I, that's been me. I mean, I, I haven't always, I wake up early now. That hasn't always been the case. I wasn't like a natural morning person. You know, I used to love sleeping until 10 o'clock, especially when I was younger. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one thing. It, it, yes, we all have our bents, our proclivities, whatever. You know, we could talk all day about nature and nurture, but the fact is both physically, mentally, everything else, like we are very adaptable creatures. Um, extremely adaptable and it takes the exposure and the discomfort to begin to train yourself to new stimulus and then go through the process of adapting to that. Um, and so, yeah, it fights through it. And at the same time also, uh, and this is not just to do with waking up early, but any change in general, think through what, how are you making that harder on yourself? Like what, what things in your life, maybe unintentionally, are making it more challenging? So if you're trying to get up early and do something, work out, whatever, has like, again, <laughs> this is like tying to what I said earlier, but that starts well before your alarm goes off. Um, it starts with how you've treated the day prior. What have you done before you gone to bed? You know, there, there's, yeah, just think through, here's my goal. How do I reduce friction and barriers to achieve that goal, period? And sometimes it's really little stuff that we overlook, but begin to ask yourself those questions. And I think you'll, for your unique situation, identify some things of like, hey, if I did less of this, if I did more of that, I'm reducing the friction and the barriers to actually get to where I want to be. That's really good advice on the eve before we go have our second kid. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask myself that. What are you doing to make life harder on yourself and you should stop it? But I love everything you said about the adaptability and, and exposing yourself to, to hard things. And then obviously, like you said, adapting and going on from there. So any gadgets that have been game changers? And I hate that word too, but uh, no, man, not really. To be honest with you, again, I was keeping it so simple. Like, again, going into the weekend for me, it was like making sure, for example, if my protein was frozen, I have it in the fridge so it thaws before I'm ready to cook it. Um, just having the right stuff. Um, no gadgets for me because it was always very simple. But like when we first started doing this, I realized like, oh, if we buy one more pan sheet whatever for the oven i can cook everything at once versus trying to do two batches for example um if you know having a just larger cutting board even because sometimes my wife and i were both like trying to cut up all those vegetables at the same time so super simple stuff um having the right containers and tupperware right so if you're trying to make this large batch of whatever um you need something to put that in um, and again, if you can put that in a meal specific size, it's easier than having one giant container and then trying to portion that out later. So, um, no gadget stuff other than, yeah, just making sure you have the essentials to put it together. Yeah, that's, that is good. That's something I didn't think about for me it for, and I, I learned this after many attempts, I start by making sure that the dishwasher is empty right because it can create like you, you you can you can create some dishes right i mean even if you're just cutting meat you're gonna have some dishes or if you're trying to marinate some meat or or whatever so i i start by trying to make sure that the dishwasher is empty and i don't know if this is really a hack 
but I found it to be super helpful. What I try to do in the week is I try to take a few staples and make them very plain. For example, everybody, everybody, some people love chicken breast. Some people cannot stand it because they try to eat plain chicken breast forever. So what I'll do is I will put a whole package of it in a slow cooker, or I'm going to go over my gadget next in, in a slow cooker with nothing but garlic salt. And then I take that after it's cooked, right? So I've only got five minutes maybe invested in this process. After it's cooked, I put it in a dish. And then through the week, I take that grid, right? And so I will take that chicken and add it to fajitas. I will take that chicken and add it to a stir fry. I will take that chicken and make a cob salad wrap. I will take that chicken and make chicken bacon ranch wraps. I'll take that chicken, put it on quesadillas. I'll take that. So I'm taking a staple and then using sauces and seasonings to make it different. I never, very rarely am I standing over a stove and actually cooking. It's almost over taking these basics. It's almost always I'm taking these basics and making them something else with sauces and seasonings. I mean, our, our, the amount of time that I may spend in a day cooking during the week is maybe 10 minutes maybe and that's mostly trying to make sure that the vegetables are soft so i'll do that with chicken i'll do that with a big pan of regular potatoes and sweet potatoes so like prime example take one of those regular potatoes slice it open shred some of that chicken pour low sugar barbecue sauce on it and then we'll have like shredded baked potatoes shredded shredded barbecue chicken baked potatoes and then usually like a big salad next to it or something. Or we'll take the potatoes and we'll um, mash them. We'll have mashed potatoes and some other meat. Maybe I've got like backstrap thawed out. And so I'll cook the backstrap for a couple minutes on each side. I take those potatoes that are already done and we'll have that with a salad. Or I'll chop them up and put them in a hash. So it's all of these simple things I just make big quantities of and then make them into something different throughout the rest of the week based on my grid. Mm. the game yeah the game changer um and i i never would have thought this we got it as a gift an instant pot that (laughs) thing so you know and i'm only using it for the basics so we usually almost we almost always have a thing of hard-boiled eggs cooked we always have chicken we always have rice we always have potatoes sweet potatoes we always have a bunch of these staples done And to be able to just open that package, throw four or five chicken in there, put the lid on 13 minutes and have meals for the week, plus do the same with hard boiled eggs, plus do the same with all of these other things that it literally requires less than two minutes of me doing anything. And when I was in college, I was like you, I woke up every, I woke up every Sunday at four, I would prep from four to seven, lay back down and then package it all later in the afternoon. So it was it was a decent ordeal. Now that would last me breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, the whole deal throughout the entire week, but it, it was an investment. But I was single and you know I I did I studied all week. I had no friends, no life. So I had a couple <laughs> of hours that I could spend, you know, doing doing the meal prep. But as I got a family, I was like, man, I like I don't have that and I don't want to invest that time. So yeah. Those are a couple of things that have definitely simplified my life 
allowed me the opportunity to really create a meal plan that was in alignment with my goals, which mine are to maintain my weight, plus have decent energy to do the things that I love to do. Um, and, and, and still create some structure there without taking up a ton of time. So hopefully that makes this seem a little bit easier than what I think a lot of people think that it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, we don't have an Instapot or like air fryers are hot. We Part of that is we have a super small kitchen. So we like purposely keep gadgety stuff down. But I mean, we use a crock pot slow cooker quite a bit. I mean, just yesterday, my wife threw a pork loin in there with some um, broth or stock and just on low all day. And then we had great, you know, essentially pulled pork last night. Um, yeah. Even like you said, people get tired of chicken, but like I said earlier, like baked versus grilled is different. And then the same thing, take those same chicken breasts, throw them in the crock pot, dump a can of salsa in there and cook that on low. And that stuff's really delicious. You can shred it. You can put that in all kinds of stuff. So that approach is definitely key. And I've learned too, like I used to sit there and burn my fingers tips off trying to shred stuff. If you get a kitchen mixer, a hand mixer, stick that bad boy in there with the paddles on there it'll shred it perfect have you tried that i have not tried that my aunt showed me that and i felt i felt on one hand i felt really one-upped but on the other hand i was really grateful because it's no longer do i have burned hands yeah that made me think my buddy does have these things i just looked them up they're called bear paws and they're basically these little grip shredders Uh, i just looked they're 12 bucks on amazon um and so you, you have one for each hand and then there's, yeah, you basically look like a bear with these giant claws, they're called bear paws. Um, and then you don't have to grab anything, but you have both hands and shred stuff. It works great. Is that what they use in like barbecue competitions? I don't know. I think yeah, I, don't know. I feel like he, I've seen like, guys manhandling yeah, like super, pork butts with those. Yeah. He's super into like smoking meats and stuff like that. So it probably is how he figured that out. So along, along the same lines, but a little bit different and you could sort of go in whatever direction you wanted to in terms of thinking about, you know, quote unquote, back then versus now, or maybe they're the same. Any sort of strategic planning or whatever when you would go to restaurants? Um, I mean, again, going back to like the early days in a legit weight loss mode versus now in maintenance, um, things look much different. Um, strategic stuff that comes to mind, um, just a random brain dump here. So limiting the extras outside the entree, right? So if you're at the Mexican place and there's chips and salsa, trying to limit some of that, uh, all the chips you eat, you know, the endless baskets before your meal, which are so tempting. I love tortilla chips. Um, that comes to mind. Same thing. If you're doing like an Italian type place and there's breadsticks or something like that, right? Um, so those extras will get you same for like appetizers, obviously. Um, the other one that, you know, I, I really realized, and again, I mentioned earlier, I'm not like a condiment fan, but I've realized how much of that can get you in trouble. Um, and just add extra calories, like all the extra condiments, sauces, dressings, all that stuff. Like sometimes you have a pretty solid base of a meal. Um, a lot of what we talked about, like a protein and, you know, a carb or something like that. But it's like, by the time you take that potato and then load it with all the sour cream and bacon and whatever, those are two different things. Um, and so there's a difference between like a baked potato with like maybe a little bit of butter 
versus like the loaded baked potato with everything on it. Um, and so it's, it's, I think, you know, it just depends on how, how strict you want to be, like what your, what your goal is, you know, are you trying to treat yourself as a unique opportunity? But when you're just trying to make a decent decision, I mean, for me, it comes back to kind of that meal template, right? Like what on this menu resembles a protein, a vegetable and a carb and limits a bunch of extra stuff. Right. Um, and so it can be super easy. Like we used to, oh gosh. Um, I, I remember times where, you know, my wife and I like went to Chili's and she was getting whatever. And I was like steak and potato, right. It's pretty healthy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it just depends on where you're at with your goals, but I think all those extras tend to be a lot of what get you in trouble. Um, and it doesn't mean you can't enjoy a good meal eating out. Right. Yeah. Nope. Same, same way. I mean, so for me, I I think it depends if, if there's something that I'm really wanting or if there's something I'm really craving or there's a big celebration or whatever, you know, I might just sort of take the nuanced approach out of the picture, right? Like I'm not necessarily worried about the different families or the grid or whatever, but I do try to be really aware when I go in, meaning, okay, nobody's going to be happy about this if I go in and go full send and leave feeling terrible, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to feel great. I'm going to be, you know, lethargic the rest of the night. So sure, go for the higher calorie option because it's ultimately what you want. It's not like you're doing it all of the time, but also remember there's, there's no, once you hit that threshold of like, man, I think I'm, I think I'm good. There's nothing that exists beyond that, that I want. I mean, in fact, I think if you would sit down and survey people, most people would probably say, and you were to ask them, Hey, what, what was the best bite? The first bite, right? The first bites always, you get these feelings of remembering a dish or you get these, you know, whatever they might be. But as that meal goes on, especially as you start to get full, it's just sort of redundant, especially if it's Mm -hmm. one, one dish. But for some reason, for so long, like I would just keep going (laughs) even, even though I wasn't hungry. So reminding myself of, of, of exactly what I talk about, it's, there's nothing wrong with anything on this menu. It's the point at which you pin, you push the eject button because you're, you're, you're good. If you want to take the rest home, you can, if you want to split it with someone, you can, if you want to leave it on the table, God forbid, you can, you you can do whatever you want to do with it. But remember, there's nothing that exists beyond that point that takes you anywhere that you really want to be. So it's, 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 that's one end of the spectrum. I think the other end is if I do know I'm going to be like, if we're traveling, let's say for a week and we're eating out a lot, I will then try to follow more of that grid structure. And so that still might be pizza, but I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, the crust is going to be my carb. There's really not, there's really not any good sources of protein. I mean, sausage and pepperoni and those fattier cuts of meat are really more fat than they are protein. So I don't count those as my quote unquote protein. So I'll get a slice of pizza and basically say, okay, you know, my carb choice is taken by that. My fat choice is taken by that. And I'm, what am I, what am I still lacking here? Well, I've got no veggies and I've got no protein. 
So it might look like a slice of pizza with a giant salad and extra protein on it, right? But the message that's often misconstrued is, okay, you can't go out to eat. You definitely can't have pizza. And that simply isn't true. It's all in the dose. And if I'm really in some sort of a focused, some sort of a focused, um, goal, like whether it's, whether it's trying to pay really close attention to how I'm eating. So I feel like I've got sufficient fuel for longer training volumes, or like if I'm doing a lot of weighted pack hikes to prepare for the fall, or if this hasn't happened in a long time, I'm in a, I'm in a phase where I'm really trying to lose weight. I may be in like a calorie counting mode and I simply walk in and say, here's my budget. It's like money. Here's my budget. What do I want? How much of that can I have and stay within the guardrails of my budget? All right. And I realize the tedious nature of, of calories, but that also is to some degree what allows the flexibility is there's really nothing off limits as long as you aren't overspending. It's kind of the same way as a, as a, as a, if you're going to buy a car, if you're going to buy anything, you've got a hundred dollars in your wallet, you go into, you know, an archery shop. Okay. You need a new rest or you need a new whatever. Here's your budget. You, <laughs> the $400 rest is out of the question. You don't have that money, right? So it's, it's a little bit kind of, to me, the same as finance and what you choose isn't so much of the, isn't, isn't the big deal. It's staying within the confines of your budget and how much of it you choose. Yeah. And again, like this depends on where you're at and all this gets easier if you're in maintenance, you know, like we, we generally eat out once a week. Um, I mean, when I say eat out, sometimes that means we are ordering pizza at home. Right. But like we usually pay for a meal once a week, uh, as a family. And so that's four meals a month, probably two to three times on those. I at least make like a decent decision, not necessarily like, you know, broccoli and chicken good, but like a decent, like kind of what we talked about, like, ah, this, let me get rid of this. Let me do that. Let me not do this. But then the, like, once or twice a month, I like just go into that with, I can get whatever the heck I want. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is like one, maybe two meals a month. So it's like, if I want pizza with all the junk, I'll eat pizza with all the junk, you know? (laughs) Um, And again, it depends where you're at. Like for some people, maybe that throws them off the rails, maybe whatever, but um, it does get nice to the point when, and this isn't just because I'm at a place where I'm in maintenance. This is because I'm still making good decisions all the other time. Like all those overnight oats I'm eating every day, all that, you know, protein and wise lunch I'm eating every day, all the sensible dinner every other night of the week, right? Like talk about 80, 20 or 90, 10 or whatever you want to do. Like there's nothing wrong with, I don't want to stay strategically, but like with intentional, like context, like go enjoy it, like get what you want. If you want that burger with all the nastiness on it, go get it. You know, um, I just don't, again, it's, it's a meal. It's not what you do on a consistent basis. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. I think, I mean, if it's, if it's your birthday or it's a holiday, just eat, <laughs> right? Like just go and enjoy yourself. It's a, it's a drop in the bucket if you're consistent the rest of the time. But if you find yourself in a position where either socially, like you, you, you like going out to eat a lot or you find yourself in a situation, you know, where maybe you're in sales and you're having to go out to eat a lot. There's ways to navigate that. Yeah. And like, even when, 
when I, everything I just said, keep quantity in mind, right? So it is like, maybe I, it goes back to what you're saying. Maybe you do get the thing with all the stuff and, but it's those first few bites and it's the first couple pieces that that's what you enjoy. So yeah, maybe you order without hesitation as to what you're ordering, but it doesn't mean you have to go like hog wild and stuff yourself with everything that came on that plate. Good stuff, man. Any last parting bits of wisdom you want to dish out? I don't know if I've had any wisdom this whole time. Why would I start now? Well, that, um, was, a, that was quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, the only, I think the only other thing that comes to mind is just like we talked about um, being intentional with putting the right pieces in place so you can make good decisions. So you have the right, call it components to build a solid meal. Um, all that same stuff just applies to snack right um to the between the meals decisions it's again going back to the basics of if i have this versus that in my house and i'm like really hungry at 2 30 in the afternoon between lunch and dinner do i have a good option or do i have to default to i didn't i wasn't intentional about giving myself a good option i didn't buy some of these things and now i have to like eat two oreos or whatever um, find find so yourself again, dipping into the the bin full of backpacking food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's kind of dangerous because like my home office is also my gear room, and so yeah, especially as it gets closer and closer to like hunts, and I've stocked up on stuff. I'm like, yeah, there are pop tarts behind me. <laughs> I know. I walk. I've got like a. I've got a a a, a Home Depot toolbox like full of just stuff that I can grab and go if, if there's a trip. I'm like, I walk past it. I'm like, man, I know there's all of these different things in there if like if it is a grocery day we haven't gone yet but i agree i mean the setup is is where it's at funny story so um one time um it was september we were out on a hunt dip into my gummy bears which is normally in the hip pouch of my my pack and i taste lotion so I go back home and my mom had just stayed with us and i keep we keep all of our stuff in the spare bedroom and i said mom did you dip in my gummy bear stash in the hip belt of my pack, which is hanging on the wall? And she did. I could taste her lotion oh, and no. she thought she was going to incognito and try to swipe some gummy bears from me. I couldn't believe it. You got to watch those house guests. Man. That's right, man. Especially the, <laughs> especially the moms are coming back for revenge. But thank you, man. I think it was awesome. And I, I think uh, I hope that a lot of people get something out of it that makes the whole idea of what is an intimidating idea of meal planning seem a little more easy, a little more doable for um, just average guys like you and I. Likewise, man. It was good.